Welcome to The Early Word, the podcast made especially for the early learning sector. I'm Belinda Myers, and this podcast is proudly presented by Child HR, the online HR management platform giving early learning services an operational advantage. On this episode, we chat with Paul Mondo from the Australian Childcare Alliance. He joined us on the podcast during the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic in Victoria back in August 2020. Here's what he had to say about the state of the sector and his advice for centre operators. Yeah, well, the Australian Childcare Alliance uh, is a representative group. We have about 3,000, just over 3,000 members across the country. Uh, and our role um, is to help providers in the delivery of service and their early learning services. Uh, but also to act as advocates uh, to work with governments across the country uh, to ensure that policy settings that are in place uh, work for providers and families alike. Obviously, it's been a very unusual year. So how would you say the sector and um, the people within it are holding up at the moment? Oh, look, it's been a, a really difficult year and, and no doubt uh, lots of anxiety felt by providers. Uh, we had to navigate a tremendous mountain uh, early in the year and uh, in parts of the country uh, like my home state of Victoria, we seem to be back in that space. Look, there's a sense of confidence across most parts of the country from a provider perspective. Uh, and occupancy tends to be trending something similar or not too far away uh, from what it was at this time last year. Of course, the circumstances in Victoria are are a little unique and uh, we're still sort of navigating our way through. But so far, the data suggests that uh, attendance is actually holding up reasonably well uh, across most parts of uh, metropolitan Melbourne and the Mitchell Shire, uh, although... You know, we're all cognizant of the fact that the one thing that we've learned this year is we don't know what next week holds. So we sort of deal yeah. with it week by week at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously the early learning sector has been the focus of a lot of, um, you know, public attention in, in the media for the, the, the changes to funding. Has that been a major challenge for you to navigate this year? Oh, look, I think uh, it was in sort of early April when the government announced their changes to uh, support the sector through a, a massive withdrawal of numbers. Uh, you know, it was just a monumental shift in the way a service is funded. Uh, it was difficult trying to navigate the combination of the two funding packages, uh, both the early childhood relief package uh, and also then the complexities of JobKeeper from an employer perspective. So uh, there was a lot of uh, – it was really challenging, you know, Very for each individual complex. provider. Yeah, to understand it, look, it took them <laughs> – it took a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, complexity, a lot of time um, at a time when they were really – really conscious of the viability of their service for the long term. So uh, it, was, it was really, really confronting. Uh, whilst the, the system wasn't perfect, uh, it really did save the sector. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, we're, we're forever appreciative of the government's work to recognise and respond so quickly. Um, there were certainly some different views out there in relation to how well that funding arrangement worked. Uh, but certainly for Australian families to be able to have access to some relief for a short period of time, as well as they were working through that crisis, I think uh, overall uh, it was a very, very highly successful policy setting. Albeit uh, we know that to provider there were some different outcomes attached to that. Yeah, there's never going to be a perfect formula, but uh, are you proud of the, the leading role that the ACA played in achieving that result? Oh, look, I think we take pride in the fact that uh, the government uh, was 
willing to listen and willing to act uh, as required and, and to know that uh, through ACA that he had uh, the voice of the sector being presented. Look, I, I think that uh, governments make really difficult decisions a lot of the time and I don't envy um, governments through this, this horrendous no. crisis to have to make decisions uh, that might normally, you know, major policy announcements that normally take months or years to develop uh, to do in weeks. So we, I suppose, recognise that within that sort of limited time frame that there's going to be some, some imperfections in those policy announcements. But for the most part, I suspect that uh, a, a number of providers are really comfortable that they were able to see their, their services survive through the peak of the crisis in, in March, April and, and early May. Yeah, it really has felt like the whole country has been in, like you say, survival mode. Uh, obviously, some or most states are coming out the other end, we hope, uh, now. Victoria is the exception, of course. So, can you have a stab at what the rest of 2020 is going to look like, say, for those states now coming out of COVID? We know that one of the things that we have to look forward to is that uh, when the, the health situation is stable, uh, children are attending, uh, families are cho choosing to engage and connect with their services, uh, and those occupancy levels are at a comfortable, um, a comfortable rate for providers. Uh, and really, you know, the most important part of that is that children are engaged in their early learning and their early childhood education. And I think that uh, the disruptions that some children and some families have felt this year will unfortunately impact uh, on their development and how they progress. Uh, from a sector perspective, there is a nervous confidence, I suppose. Mm -hmm. We certainly know that there is a, a support mechanism in place, an additional layer of support for our sector through to the end of September. There is also some additional exemptions for families who may have lost employment from, for COVID-related reasons to continue to have some level of subsidy up until that time as well. So, you know, we, we look ahead and hope that the economy is in a position where uh, those families can still continue to engage and attend. But uh, I think we, you know, we, we don't know the outcome and, and I have every confidence that the government who has done the right thing and responded to date in relation to uh, the needs of the sector and the needs of the community more broadly, uh, that they'll take, you know, take all those factors in as they uh, assess and make further decisions to support Australians uh, through this time. So, so, look, overall, I think there's, there's a sense of nervous confidence that the sector will be okay, albeit uh, there's still a lot of unknown that we'll tend to navigate in the next little bit. Yeah, there certainly is a lot of unknown at every level of the community right now. If there are owners and operators of early learning centres that might be doing it tough right now, do you have any advice for them? The key is, is having children attend at this point in time and, and, and if you have the right number of children attending, the service uh, should be able to navigate its way through. Uh, look, I think that uh, like like any time and like any organisation, when you when you're riding through some challenges, there's really having a strong understanding of your financial fundamentals and the levers you can pull to be able to maintain that viability um, is really the key part. Yeah, so I think that uh, uh, those organisations who who have a really tight grip on on where their finances are at and potentially some of their marketing activities to help mm -hmm. you know, continuing to engage new children. They're the services that can find their way through this. 
you know, but we have a very, very mixed uh, market in terms of the type of delivery models that are, that are there, the scale of providers uh, and the types of support that they may have available to them. So uh, it, is, it is a vastly different sector with, uh, with some very different pressure points uh, in relation to survival, I suppose. So uh, uh, I think that, you know, we're really conscious that, that in Victoria, um, there will be some services right now who have very, very low attendance and uh, they will, you know, they will be struggling to uh, see their way through this crisis. But uh, I think that uh, accessing support from their peak bodies like ACA is a really important way of at least understanding the landscape, uh, ensuring that they're availing themselves of all of the support that is available to them out there. You know, I, I think like anything, asking for help is a really important part of any survival uh, project and don't be afraid to ask for help. Great advice. Thank you, Paul. And thanks for your insights. Um, it is nice to hear some positivity, um, even if it is nervous confidence. Uh, it's nice to hear the word confidence and that you we are part of a, an, a sector that uh, that is naturally very resilient and, and will we'll push on into the future. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks, Belinda. Paul Mondo from the Australian Childcare Alliance on the Early Word podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word by leaving a review wherever you're listening. And make sure you catch up on all the other episodes available now at childhr.org.au. The Early Word is proudly presented by Australia's leading online human resources platform specifically created for your sector. Child HR, the HR system giving early learning professionals an operational advantage. 